Hi guys, welcome to another edition of Too Many Cooks with me, Charles Burns. I'm with Tara Bloom today, which is weird me saying that because I've known her as Tara Adelstone for many, many mm-hmm. years. So, but we grew up together and um, both our families are in retail jewellery, which is one connection, but we just grew up in the same friendship group. And I just literally, I put a video up on Instagram in various other places, received some of her Misfits um, protein bars, which are delicious. And I was like, right, I need to interview you. I need to understand what's going on. Here. It's a really cool business, really cool product. And I heard, heard great things, and now I actually tried it myself. It's really, really impressive. So, um, yeah, welcome, Tara. Thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. Isolation so, style um, video, video calling. Say again, sorry. Isolation style interviewing. Right, right, right. I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, it, it allows you to speak to our chance in Jamaica the other day in Singapore, and it gets it, it's good for that. I do miss yeah. the uh, face-to-face piece there. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to say. I don't know how long it'll be till we can do that, but this works for now. We'll go with this. So, I mean, I know, and anyone that looks at your profile knows that you are very academically intelligent. You've got great grades at school. Um, your parents or your father is in retail and your family's been in retail. Was there ever an idea of going down that route or were you always just told, do what you, you want to do and, and go for whatever you want to go for? Um, yeah, I was always um, encouraged to just follow whatever passions I had and my sisters as well. My sister's actually working in the family business now, but I never thought that that was a path for me. Um, I did politics at uni, enjoyed it, but didn't love it. Did sort of working in Westminster and Washington and for MPs wow. and Congress, uh, Congresswoman. But yeah. it just wasn't striking that fire in me. Mm. Um, so I went to do a broadcast journalism master's. I always loved news. News was very interesting because it's very <laughs> fast paced, moving, ever changing. So I thought maybe news with the politics, you know, would work. Mm-hmm. Um, I quite like the idea of uh, journalism and broadcast journalism. So yeah, I did a master's in that um, and was working at ITV, Good Morning Britain. Mm-hmm. Learned loads of skills during the master's, really, really invaluable skills, very transferable. Um, just communication, but taking it to the next level, presenting, um, you know, working together as a team, you know, finding news stories and then there were like a group of us that would have to go out and find it but at the same time my love for health and fitness health and wellness was always there um, and it was always growing I worked out four or five times a week I took an active uh, interest in my nutrition and sort of bettering my nutrition um, and at the time the sort of protein sports nutrition um industry i mean it's always been growing it's always been there but the the plant-based side of things was growing mm-hmm. um and i came across two boys who were setting up a nutrition business whilst i was working for itv and it was a it was sort of a freelance itv job so i had extra time and they said do you want to just come and do some marketing stuff for us because I was quite big on social media and and I had extra time on my hands and my friends sort of connected us and I went to do stuff with them and then Misfits, that was sort of the, the beginning of Misfits and the birth of Misfits and um, left journalism and, and went into Misfits full time from there. Just to reverse that, there was something I, I want to ask you, I think it's maybe quite interesting. In terms of politics, you did some time you said with a congressperson and also with a, an MP. 
are there huge differences between how the, the what you experience, how those people operate, and how the systems work? Yeah, um, massively. When I was working in Westminster, it was very well. From my experience, it was very consti- um, constituency based. So whilst I was working in Westminster, we were just doing sort of. I was actually working for an MP who was doing stuff with HS2, but it was quite day to day constituency coming in uh, a constituent writing in a, an issue about xyz yeah. pretty boring mundane life stuff um i think that's why i really didn't enjoy it because right. it was just like listening to joe Bloggs's problem and having to kind of try and rectify that <laughs> uh, but you know what it's like with politics nothing happens overnight yeah. what i loved about america um i was there during um when the um, Congress was on lockdown, there were shootings going on in DC. Everything was a lot grander. Things were a lot, uh, things were, you know, obviously not my specific role, but debating wider issues. Mm. So we were just working on a larger scale, um, which I loved because you were just getting more involved in sort of deeper issues. Um, That was just my experience though. And I guess, you know, it's different for everyone. So you so you got con- you're saying you got connected via some mutual friends to these guys. Was it just because you had you had this profile, right? You still do called Camera Eats. Yeah. Which I love. It's just really, really clever. Explain to what that is if you don't know what that is or where it started. Yeah. So in and amongst my love for food and fitness and healthy eating, um, I always used to say, and people always used to laugh at me because I always took photos of food. I mean, I'm not the only one. I'm sure you're the same if you've got you, a really... I think you were, you were pretty early in, in yeah. making it yeah. for you. Yeah, I think, and, and I think now whenever we go to restaurants, we always take photos of food and we share it with our friends. And I used to do that with what I was cooking. Um, and my mum said to me once, she said, Tara, the camera always eats first before you do. <laughs> um, that's where camera eats came from and i've got an instagram camera eats and i i cook a lot i love cooking um so sharing my recipes online and because of that i had a i had followers you know people just following me to follow my recipes mm-hmm. and that was my friend knew how much i loved it and then these boys were setting up um a nutrition business and we kind of just got introduced by not by fluke we had it just worked it made sense they actually at the beginning were just sort of like we'd like you to try our powders okay them. um and then they yeah, they never got rid of me <laughs> six months later i was like right boys i'm gonna i want to do full time and and then i became a co-founder with them so oh sweet so so what was the business setting up you're off you alluded to it then and then it's, it's moved on an awful lot over the time maybe you can talk about how it's transitioned yeah so we so the business has been going for three and a half years. Before mm-hmm. I came in, they were developing products for about nine months with um with our supplier. Um, we launched in um, three years ago with just protein powders. So we found a gap in the market. This is what excited me the most. Um, a lot of protein powders historically have either just been for men's bulk up, um, gym, or for women to meal replace, you know, weight loss type mm-hmm. of shakes. Mm-hmm. When actually, and why I use protein powder is it's just an essential. Um, if you're looking to add more protein into your diet, we all know how important protein is, mm-hmm. but we don't want powders that are going to promise the world, 
look like Miranda Kerr in Ibiza next week, um, turn us into Arnold Schwarzenegger, full of crappy ingredients. We just want good quality products that we can add into our smoothies or into our porridge. That's just sort of that lifestyle choice. Mm -hmm. And that's what Misfits was all about. It was about perfectly portioned products that were seamless. You can seamlessly incorporate them into your everyday. So that was what we were three years ago. Um, we, at the beginning, had a bit of a bias towards women, probably because so many brands were for men mm -hmm. um, or, you know, they weren't speaking to women. But actually now, and, and as we've evolved, we've realized that's um, quite regressive in messaging. You shouldn't have gendered products. You should just have the best quality products and then sure. anyone can consume them. So where we pivoted and where we rebranded, um, we actually launched January this year. So 2020 was sort of the birth of Misfits Health from Misfits Nutrition, mm -hmm. was the focus on plant-based. Yep. Uh, we've always been plant-based. Well, we had a few non-plant-based products, but predominantly plant-based. So the focus on plant-based, the growth of vegan um, and an emphasis on sustainability as a brand. So using only the best quality ingredients, packaging, sort of um, emphasizing how our packaging is sustainable as we're going forward. And that was sort of the, the shift. Um, but um, and not just protein products anymore. So we have other products in the range, albeit our protein products are our best sellers. Um, so it was more of a, a more of a shift to a 360 holistic wellness. Um, so having products that from when you wake up in the morning to go to sleep at night, mm -hmm. um, I can touch on some of them in a bit. Sure. We're there to help you along the way. So um, one thing I haven't, I actually didn't think of this, I was to my about this, where the name came from. I've got an idea, but where did the name originally come from? Yeah, so originally, as I said, it was a quite female-focused brand. Misfits Nutrition had double S, so it was M-I-double-S. Right. So it, it was quite literally Misfits Nutrition. Okay. However, we realized when we were rebranding and that we were actually a, a, a brand for all and an inclusive brand... Um, we were drop it. We dropped an S. So I've got a box here, so you can see what the um, thing is. But we're misfits like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so we dropped the one of the first S's. And whilst in a world where we want to be inclusive, actually, everyone's different. Everyone has their own goals. Everyone has reasons why they would consume our product. Everyone's totally different. Yeah. No one's the same. We're all unique. So actually, we're all kind of misfits in society, like for whatever reason, and we can all relate to that for some reason. So we are now misfits, which is kind of an odd, you know, an odd, like the, 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 the I and the S. Outlier, yeah, yeah. And, and sort of like um, out, um, yeah, outliers in society, but we're all sort of doing it for different reasons and we're all into our health and wellness and we're all growing and we're all learning and that's sort of where we've evolved to. In, to, in the evolution, some of the stuff I, I'm obviously following from a friend of yours, but also that the brand's really, really interesting. Um, you've also been a brand, and maybe it's from your angle, from you yourself being, I hate the term, but it is what it is, an Instagram influencer or having a certain degree of, of following on Instagram. You've used that quite successfully, I would say, uh, within the brand. How, how has that played a part of the overall marketing strategy of the business? Yeah, so my role now is different to my role three years ago because we've employed people since then. But my role at the beginning uh, was very much with a marketing head. So I was sort of thrust into this business with two guys um, and 
I had the experience, not a huge amount of experience, sure. but it's kind of, you know, it's quite intuitive. I had either friends in the industry, journalists, one of my close friends is a huge nutritionist in the industry. Um, just sort of making relationships, I think, because I loved, and the London fitness scene's amazing. So I was going to gyms, trying out classes, meeting people, going mm -hmm. to events, so many events all over the place. And I was just going to meet people and learn. And then from that, I was able to um, then say to these people that I'd met and friends that I'd made, I'd like to gift you product. I'd like you to try our product. You know, I would like you to get first-hand reviews. They would post their friends would see it. I mean, what we found is, has been phenomenal during lockdown. We launched in January our protein bars. So they're, if you imagine um, a typical whey protein bar, so like a, a grenade, which is obviously a fantastic product and mm -hmm. we sell millions of bars a year. But if you imagine that type of bar, we've essentially created the first in the UK that is vegan and natural. So we're not using artificial sweeteners, we're using 100% plant-based ingredients, and it still tastes like a chocolate bar. It's amazing, you tried one. It's yeah, one. really good, <laughs> really good. Um, in four different flavors. So what we found has been awesome during lockdown is everyone's at home. This is, uh, and as I said, my role's changed, but what we've done in the marketing team is everyone's at home. Everyone is bored at home. They might be working, but this sure. time we're bored at home everyone's snacking everyone's not everyone but people are trying to be healthy which is why we've actually seen really strong growth online okay. during this period um and people people are snacking so what we've been doing is reaching out to influencers and i guess this is sort of translating through from the beginning of misfits reaching out to influencers saying we've got these bars firstly they're delicious quarantine snacks we'd love to send you some and they are grateful for them. You know, people with like a million followers or 500,000 followers from Love Island or elite rugby players or whoever it is, um, and they post about it on, on their stories and the engagement's wild, you know, like as a byproduct, you get more followers, you get more sales, you get more traction. It kind of creates like this halo effect. So someone might have seen Misfits on a paid ad advert on Facebook but haven't, hasn't bought, but then they've seen it on... Jess from whatever program mm -hmm. and it just reinforces and I think that's a really a good thing that we're that we're quite strong at is sort of being um keeping current and up to date and you know having I, I know we were talking about allergy and you want the people who are have have a voice but a cool voice mm -hmm. to be consuming and using mm -hmm. and posting and Sure. And, val and validating your product without a doubt you've mentioned your co-founders a couple of times what's the their background and where do they fit into this what's their kind of role in the business yeah so um so jacob is head of online sales his background what well, actually head of he's kind of sales director but his background was he worked for metcalf's skinny and itsu so he was in the sales team for the itsu products and also metcalf's popcorn so when we work together, um, I'm now in the sales team because uh, we have um, a marketing manager full time, but he sort of helps instruct the sales strategy online and then offline. And I kind of go and do and, and meet with retailers and, you know, talk with retailers. So he's um, yeah head of sales, e-commerce and offline. And then Henry, he came from um, an automotive background. So he was a buyer at Aston Martin. Wow. Um, he's logistics and operations. Um, so he's sort of 
he does everything from um we have an idea for product development and he will create the idea and take it to a supplier find new suppliers make sure stock levels are there make sure orders go into sainsbury's in time and all the logistics side of things um things that i would probably be super terrible at and he does and then i do sales so i was um responsible for grocery sales and food service actually now we're working with a consultant on grocery who's worked for some seriously amazing brands we're getting quite good traction with the bars so we want to make sure the strategy is right for when they do go into supermarkets they're launching into holland and barrett next month amazing make sure that it's done properly and not sort of it launches in and then we're like you know what's the best way to make sure they sell really well Mm. and so i'm doing the the food service side of things which is really fun it's all gyms obviously gyms are shut at the moment but it could be anything from gyms to fashion so if you saw us in Topshop, um to offices so if you saw us in amazon offices um there's all kind of anywhere that's not grocery Mm. um i'm sort of responsible for now that's super super interesting you alluded to it as well a little bit but how does um new product development come about and like is it very organic that i mean how big is the the team actually how many of you there's three co-founders and three founders a marketing manager a graphic designer who we actually employed during lockdown um because we um we had a freelance graphic designer she's awesome but we needed someone full-time because we are regularly putting out you may or may not have seen we're um, we, we put out so much content all the time on Instagram, on Facebook, advertising, you know, and it has to be, it has to be up to date. It has to be changing. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, once they've ads, ads have served their purpose, we have to use new ones. So we need someone full time. So it's five of us full time, but then we outsource product. So we have um, a supplier for the powders and the wellness range. So the capsules that we have, and then we have a different supplier for the protein bars. But as you said, what we sort of do is we, um, even for the protein powders, the protein powder um, blend has changed over time. It will be changing again towards the end of the year. It's about iterating and making sure it's as tasty as possible. Um, With the bars, we always had this idea that we wanted to be and create the UK's first plant-based chocolate, high-protein, low-sugar bar. We had this idea. I mean, easier said than done because create something that tastes like a chocolate bar but has incredible macros is, you know, difficult. Mm-hmm. So it's about finding suppliers that um, create a bar format and then can do 100% plant-based and then can do triple layer and all this. That, this is what Henry does. But we look and speak to people in the industry and find, you know, I mean, our suppliers are kind of our, our gold dust because they're you know they're amazing and they're you know we keep them very close to our chest because once you found a good supplier you could you know you could have a product that's gonna absolutely fly and you want to be you know you want to be sort of first to market with it so yeah so how in terms of new products how long is i'm sure it's all different but for like the bars when did you think of the idea and then when was it actually in customers hands how long that process well we actually thought of the idea probably a year ago um but we shot the market for suppliers couldn't find or found suppliers who weren't able to do exactly what we wanted to do. As a stopgap, we had some protein balls, never loved them. They weren't exactly what we wanted. Um, and then 
when when we actually found the supplier we probably found them towards the end of last year i mean to give context now for a new flavor it's probably a three-month process okay. they create in their kitchen they send over samples um and then we turn it around in i'd say three months but the whole process was probably a year from sort of inception of thought maybe like six months from finding a supply that could actually do it so you know getting a flavor in in someone's hands or getting a bar in someone's hands and you've talked about on on other products what are those other products again where have they come from you talked about the holistic range is that are you just trying to find other elements you know there's gut health there's sleep and there's various other things Mm -hmm. so yeah so the the way that we sort of saw it when we rebranded was wellness is 360 so whilst we need to be eating the right things you know healthy healthy good food good mood all that kind of stuff and, and protein is very much important in that mm-hmm. um if we're not sleeping properly then we're thrown off for the day if we're not digesting properly then we're thrown off for the day if we're not focusing properly at work or we don't have enough energy we're not gonna have an optimal workout all these different things if our mm-hmm. immune system is low if we're not eating enough fruit and veg there's so many different things that play into it and so much you know mixed messaging in the industry but ultimately it's all about little steps. So the more little steps you can take to achieve a healthier you, um, the better. So as a result, we kind of developed seven key categories. We looked and we saw seven categories. So body is one, which is our protein powders and snacks. But then we have, if you think from when you wake up in the morning to go to sleep at night, so you wake up and well, we're usually tired the first thing we wake up. So, um, why not replace a morning coffee with a natural energy boost? So we use all plant-based botanical um, nootropic adaptogen ingredients, really awesome ingredients. So our um, full speed ahead capsules are to replace your morning or afternoon coffee as a natural pick-me-up there in capsule format. Our super greens powder, our immunity boost is sort of a blend of all your micronutrients, but tastes of apple and kiwi. So it doesn't taste of gross greens <laughs> that you just mix with water. Our switch on capsules, which I take every day, they're insane. They're um, nootropic, so they're natural focus stimulants. In the short term, it's helping you focus on your work, but in the long term, it's for overall brain health. Mm-hmm. So it's for brain boost, it's brain boosting properties. Um, what else have we got our probiotics so we all know and gut health is huge so it's about um I actually got a message the other day from a friend who's struggled with her digestion and her bloating for years and now she's taking our uh, very happy insides pills and mm-hmm. she's it's amazing it's awesome the the that's results feeling right that that that's that's more than financial gain like that kind of comment or those kind of like being able to help people so rewarding you know we were talking yesterday about um about um and i'll tell you the other um products we have after but i was saying yesterday um how reviews are everything if anyone ever says to me oh i bought your bars on amazon or i bought your powders on Nicardo or whatever it is mm-hmm. i'm like the first thing i say before i say did you like it well actually i ask if they like it first but <laughs> then i say could you leave us a review always can you leave us a review because yep. Social reinforcement is huge. I mean, we launched the bars in January. I think we've got over 200 reviews now with an average rating of like 4.7. Close to five. five. You know, you can't please everyone. But um, that is 
that is awesome. And I think yesterday actually we had our best ever day on Amazon because people, they, 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 they buy with their, you know, they read reviews. I know I do the same whenever I'm buying something on Amazon, I always read the reviews. So that is super important. Um, yeah. No, no one wants to be the first, whether it's investing in a company, whether it's buying a product, like they want to see well, who else has bought this. Like there are always people that will take the, take the plunge and go first, but that they're the early adopters, but the majority of the people that you're going for as a B2C brand want to know, right, we'll have all my people that I follow on Instagram. Are they, are they eating this? Are they viewing this? And absolutely that plays into it. Awesome. Um, 100% couldn't agree more. Um, yeah. And it's like the seven rule. Is it the seven touch points of marketing? You know, you could see something on X, but you have to see it another, however many times before you actually invest, even if it's 20 pounds. Mm. Um, so yeah. It's interesting because from the review side, so so Allergy is obviously pretty young, and, and it's you know someone described, and you all appreciate this as a business like an iceberg, right? So people have only seen Allergy for maybe the last four weeks, as it been above the above the surface. But obviously, we're working on it for longer than that. But the, the reviews alone, some of the stuff people are saying, gives you such uh, reason to continue doing what you're doing. And when people are saying this is going to change my life, and you're just like, wow, this is incredible. That's something I've thought about, or what you've thought about. It's now a real thing that's helping us with gut health or with me, it's helping with them with allergies or intolerances. It's an amazing thing. Do you know what? I mean, honestly, people, friends, um, whoever, whoever it is, misfits, really, we've been going for three and a half years, but really, since we rebranded in January and since we've seen during a global pandemic sales really spike online, Brilliant. It, and we've always been excited when we've launched into Holland and Barrett or Sainsbury's, mm. of course. It's mm. amazing, incredible mm. milestones, but it takes time. Like it's yep. taken, it's, it's serious graft for over three years. And yep. I think you've got to have that, you've got to have that grit or else you will not succeed with a startup. I because if you can't keep persevering through the yep. shit times where you get an email from, boots and you know how amazing your protein powder is but they still are not going to list it because mm -hmm. of because you won't pay i'm not i'm not using i'm just but whatever whoever, retailer. whoever it is but you know x retail really x retailer will say cool we'll list you but you need to pay 50k for a listing fee or something ridiculous and you're like i mean think how much money 50k could go towards paid adverts in in the next six months and you can't even fathom it so it's um it's kind of you've just got to keep pushing through and you say okay well if they're not going to do it then someone else is going to take it and they're going to believe in the little guy and and you know everyone started from somewhere Absolutely. so there's two this the point you raise up perseverance i put a video up maybe two or three weeks now i, I try and do one every every week i call it burning issue something that i'm thinking about during the week could be business related to whatever it is and one was about, I call it the four P's, which is like an equation, right? And you basically alluded to yourself, which is passion plus purpose plus perseverance equals progress. And mm. if, you're not, if you've not got any one of those three things, it isn't going to work. And on that perseverance piece, the other bit that I really like is about consistency of intensity. Because we're in this world where, we, where we're led to believe from all this social media and things we're consuming. You just work 20 hours a day nonstop and that's how you do it. Well, that's not going to be consistent for 10 years. You've got to be able to do something that you love. And you're going to have days and things like you're saying that aren't great, but you've got to be able to consistently each day, just, just keep going and keep going and keep going. And that's the only way you're going to find long lasting results. It's not going to be like uh, my old director at Tesco, one of the many way, very senior 
said to me, it resonates now more than ever. You don't want to be a firework. You want to be a candle. And, that, and that's what you're trying to be. Slow burn. Yeah, for sure. Now, just come back to the products, something interesting, actually. So the, there are all these great, you've got nootropics, you've got all sorts of interesting science-based, not claims, but things that, that are going on there. How do you, what do you have to do to back that up? How, how does that work? How do you to go testing? Is that what your suppliers do? Or is that something that you have to outsource? How does it work? Yeah, so for the capsules um, and the powders and the, all the, the claims, so we work with a team of scientists um, in Cambridge. So they have in-house scientists, nutritionists, legal um, experts. You have to have certain ingredients to talk about certain claims. Um, it's all very specific and technical, but that's, yeah, we work with a team of, of people that do that. Um, so sometimes, yeah, you, they recommend putting a specific ingredient in so you can have, um, it's, it's funny actually, you know, for example, our probiotics, okay, you think it's probiotic, pre and probiotic blend, okay, why can't, you can't even write pro and prebiotic on the front of the pack. There's just so much legal jargon that goes with it, which we're learning all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a bit of a minefield. So we have to work with a team that, that help us with that. So you, you've talked about kind of where the brand is now. And it's, it seems to me from a complete outsider that I'm seeing it more and more. Um, and certainly, I think, and it's, it's just my general feeling, that there's more of a focus around what you're doing now. It's very obvious what you're trying to do. And I think that, that, that for me, like I see that through in the marketing, everything that's going on. Um, what's the next kind of year, two, three years? How far have you planned ahead? Obviously, we never know where things are going to go, but what, what's it look like without obviously giving away too much? So firstly, it's definitely about double downing on what's working. So we've seen that PR doesn't work. We don't want, you know, we don't need to pay a PR what does agent. Mean? What does that mean? To so, so, so paying an agency to get us coverage to in go in, in a magazine or a... I mean, online is slightly different, but ultimately, print. print. Getting our products into the hands of people, being honest, messaging them, asking them if they want to try it, not even saying post about it. Generally, they will. Mm. Protein bars or free protein powders, you know? That works. That has worked really well, and we're going to continue. You know, for us, that works. Right. So that's great for the, for the marketing. And also fun content engaging content not boring not just a photo of someone looking pretty holding a you know a product that's not giving any substance fun engaging stuff works well so we've so we've sort of decided that that is great for marketing and then in terms of and also we put out content and then we are getting eyeballs on the brand so as you say hundreds of thousands of eyeballs on the brand during this time is invaluable with with people just at home on their laptops not really buying anything other than food mm. um or workout equipment or a pair of new trainers i don't know mm. i mean everyone's yeah, sure, sure. different um so that's definitely been really helpful um in terms of like the marketing strategy and then the, the wider strategy is so now that we've got um the customers we've had this sort of exposure we've grown the newsletter organically we've you know built up the following that kind of thing since january we're now in a position where the buyers will probably have seen our products online um, buyers for retailers you mean now? buyers for retail buyers of retail buyers of 
anyone, Starbucks. People that hold the keys to putting your the people that the decision makers who mm-hmm. might have received a bar in January but not right. seen it anywhere else. So right. sort of why would I take a punt on this product? So it's much it might be delicious. I need proof that it's gonna sell kind of thing. Oh, and we've sure. actually built up really strong data that we can take to say we 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 really believe that if you put our product in store it tastes amazing and the resale value is awesome because xyz and we're providing these usps in, mm-hmm. in really currently got mm-hmm. so now it's about road mapping what success looks like offline uh, as, as well as online but offline for me so who are the key people we want to work with we don't want to do a scattergun approach where we're approaching everyone we actually just want to hone in on a couple of key uh, supermarkets a couple of key health retailers um our bars launched just before lockdown into pure gym nationwide so we're in all their vending machines so it's about absolutely smashing pure gym and making sure that every single member of pure gym knows that misfits is in their vending machines because then we can take that to other gym chains you know so it's about Again, slow and steady. Um, but now we really believe that sort of we've got some fuel to the fire that we can get, you know, get these listings. And super interesting because what, what you're saying there in terms of the pure gym and in terms of you growing your followings led you to the next phase. I, I refer to it as like a bit like monkey bars, right? So you're on that first rung and you've got to yeah. swing to that next piece. And you know, each each time you go, you, you, you're able to, to just get a bit more momentum to push you along a little bit further. 100%. Like couldn't agree more and it's actually a lot this this time has allowed us to um to really focus on e-com because mm-hmm. ultimately e-commerce is is where everyone's shopping people aren't even you know if they're going into supermarkets they're they're only buying gr- groceries they're not really buying unless they're stocking up on snacks mm. so for us it's about you know, this time has allowed us to get those new customers and to, to get the eyeballs on the brand and to get like thousands of people trying the product, sharing, maybe not sharing with their friends right now, but, okay. um, and then, and then propelling into stage two. Um, I think what it's made me realize is that you have to be, um, you've got to be, you've got to be slow and you've got to be methodical because ultimately we could have launched the bars into X retailer in February, but we probably wouldn't have seen the uplift that we will do if we're now going to launch the bars into somewhere in September for a number of different reasons. I mean, mm-hmm. it's obviously COVID-19 yeah. it would have been a disaster to launch a new product when no one's shopping these types of things in store. Mm-hmm. They're buying four boxes online mm-hmm. and Amazon. Amazon's huge, you know? It's so, it's so interesting because I'm, I'm just like, now I've, I've changed my whole Instagram around to only follow people that actually care about or brands I care about. And then, then what's happening is the, the actual algorithm for the adverts is showing interesting stuff. So in a different sector, but in the clothing sector, I look at this sort of the clothes that are like hoodies and t-shirts, like interesting things, right? Um, that aren't expensive, that are just interesting t-shirts that you don't find on the high street. There's so much more I'm trying to get to is there's such more innovation happening and interesting things happening online by all these niche brands. And that's why you're seeing, I mean, in, in my sector, the restaurant sector, the casual dining group, which is Frankie, Venice, Cafe Rouge, and uh, uh, Las Iguanas and a few others are, are suffering because people, I think, are going back to this. I want something innovative. I want something cool. And whether it's the restaurant space with independent cafes, I think 
everything's cyclical. And I think your brand's really well placed because it's got a great story behind it. Um, it's a, just a really cool brand. And I'd tell you if it wasn't, you know what I'm like, I'd tell you, I, I have done with a few things as well. But Also, what I think is awesome for smaller brands is that they're able to sort of, you know, for example, we've always had plant-based as, um, as one of our pillars, right? Mm-hmm. It's just our products have been pea protein based. Our, our ingredients have been botanical, our, you know, best quality ingredients. And we've seen data, 48% of high protein users mm-hmm. find plant-based more appealing. That's probably increased. Yeah. But yeah, the biggest protein bar, um, the, 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 the highest protein bar seller in the UK and beyond is not plant-based. So surely you piggyback, you know, there's an opportunity for a product like ours to take second place, Um, you know, and it's kind of as a small brand, rather than going through all these big processes that the big corporates have to get something signed off. Mm -hmm. If we see a trend, if we see a a flavor that's, you know, flavor of the month or flavor of the year or whatever, we can go to our supplier and say, right, great let's let's work on this let's get this done and then in three months we can hopefully turn it around yeah um and that's what's great because you can be nimble as a small brand and we all sit less than two meters apart normally in the office. <laughs> i've not gone back to the office yet but you know we i know what everyone's doing it's great. And there's never anything that gets lost because if I get a f- if I get an exciting email in, I'm like, oh my god, so and so emailed me. You know, I'm that's what I'm like as a person. Sure. I think it just keeps. Um, it just means that you're it's connected, right? Your business is connected, and everyone knows singing the same hymn sheet. Yeah. Um, I think a nice way to to leave it is: Have you got like plans for international expansion? I presume you do sell a bit internationally, just by osmosis, various different things. I presume you haven't yet pushed that at the moment. You just focus on the UK, build the base. And then yeah. maybe see what's the plan there. Yeah, so um, we've always sort of said, let's nail the UK. Um, however, we've had some green shoots, the word I've been using um, a lot. Nice, lots. I like it. Um, during lockdown. So we launched the bars um, into, this is super random, but we launched the bars into Spa in Qatar during <laughs> how did that go about like just randomly i'm quite big on linkedin the buyer got in touch and said like the look of this they have a lot of restrictions on ingredients and and things that you can't and ours would fit the criteria all right Um, so we launched into um there and then it just got me thinking um we're on amazon we want to expand amazon to other geographies and then also this bar is our friends in america you know them as well and mm-hmm. they can't they can't believe that we've created a, a product like this the bar the bar is what we would take internationally right um, just because of its format and it's much easier yes, yes. can you show a picture of the bar can you show the actual yeah. the, the packaging's phenomenal it's amazing so this is it mm-hmm. what it looks like. they're really delicious i mean i put a video of me eating it because that's what you do apparently nowadays yeah you do so it um <laughs> So it's a pea protein base with soya protein crispies, and then it's um, oh gosh, it's triple layered. It's got like a caramel layer. Yeah, that perfect. I won't eat it on camera, but I'll have it afterwards. <laughs> You're smart. Time. That's why. You're smart. Um, I've done it before on it when I've done a live cook off, and I've just been like, I've <laughs> so. 
getting it now. But um, so it, essentially, we are looking at international expansion. Uh, we just want to do it right, um, and I'm really excited. I think it. I think you know what we've realised is we're speaking with a specialist in who he's from the UK, but he's a European specialist. Mm-hmm. And he might act as a sort of international advisor agent kind of Ooh. person to take us into northern um, northern Europe. Actually, a lot of those markets are, are, are even more far advanced. I don't think the UK is that advanced in the, in the wellness space versus mm. other markets. So from what we're understanding, there's, there's even bigger opportunities to explore elsewhere, which is great. Um, we're just sort of, we're just looking into it at the moment. But it's definitely on cards. So one, one place I'd like to discuss just before we leave this, I think, is so you're clearly very busy in terms of your work life. Um, I and people who know me know I hate the word balance. And the reason I hate the word balance, I'm going to have a whole video on it, is because a balance means two things equally opposed that are in complete sync. It never happens, right? It's more of a harmony where, you know, different notes being played, but they come together to make a better note. So you're also very keen on your own fitness and health and well-being. How do you, at the moment, um, with current lockdown, but also normally, how do you keep yourself focused? I know, obviously, the nutrition's a big part. What's your sort of exercise regime? What does that look like? You're super active, so I'm interested in how you fit everything in. So um, I've tried to not, minus the fact I'm not leaving the house, unless I'm going for a walk or a run, mm-hmm. or to the supermarket, but I'm, I'm trying to keep it as similar as possible. Actually, I'm loving lockdown because I'm rolling out of bed into my home gym, which is just there mm-hmm. um, in the kitchen. So, but normally or during lockdown, I'd either work out four to five times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to. Just first, have first to. thing for you or depending? Uh, depends. Um, it really depends. I used to do it a lot really early mornings, but I'm trying to do half and half because I like to sometimes just have an extra hour in bed. Sure, sure. So I'd either go to the gym there's one near the near around the corner or in our home gym do 45 minutes to an hour of weights or hit training um morning or afternoon just have to i love it i absolutely love it um i've been doing a little bit of running during lockdown as well so workouts are a must i love healthy cooking so either i would um i'll either have a protein shake after my workout or just a protein shake normally in the morning or a bowl of porridge, um, or I would take in uh, some overnight oats into work or a shake. It depends. I guess every day is slightly different depending on what I'm doing. Um, and then have sort of a, a really balanced, sorry, not balanced, you know what I mean? Protein, fats, protein, fats, <laughs> carbs, veg, lunch. That's fine. That's, that's fine. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Always, always healthy portion of protein, fats, carbs, keeps me full. Don't cut out any food groups. Um, I just find it's, you know, it keeps me fuller for longer firstly. And then it means that I'm only having one snack a day rather than you just like constantly grazing in the office and, and then see friends when, when, when all of this is over. It's really important for me. I actually probably did it too much before and I was just driving myself a bit just knackered all the time, but trying to make sure that I'm seeing friends a couple of nights a week, go for dinner with them, um, and get all my work done during the day. Um, not drive myself into the ground, but obviously if work require, you know, if work is essential, then that, that comes first. Mm-hmm. But you can work, you know, I, I can work at the kitchen in, in bed. It's, 
in the office, all these different places, in a coffee shop, trying to keep sort of fresh the landscape different and fresh and um, even work with friends sometimes and that kind of thing. So yeah, I um, I guess if you love what you do, then it's quite easy to implement um, mm. a healthy routine around work um, and make sure that you still you know, working out, eating healthily and, and, and seeing your friends at the same time. I think that's a lovely way to, to lead the conversation today. Thank you so, so much for, for taking the time. Um, and I can't wait to interview you in another year when I'm sure the brand will be in a whole different, different world and um, hopefully be on, you know, people will just know it and it's one of those um, household names. I hope so. Well, thanks for having me. I'm going to go and eat my bar now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much.